I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis, and I'm doing fine. Julio, good to see you. Good to see you too, dude. I'm also doing fine. Good. Love it. Do you know why I say that? Why? Because since I've returned from Las Vegas, our group chat of people who went has been sharing the shambles that they're in. <laughs> a good recap? You know, no, mostly Are you just in like the shambles. Here's the thing, right? We we were out late. We were gambling. We were doing all the the, the stuff. And Vegas tries to sink its talons into you and take its pound of flesh. Mm-hmm. And it won't let you go. It will true. not let you go. There's no beating Vegas. There's just a, it's just a question of how much of your soul will you come home with? <laughs> and well, yeah, and how do how will they take it out of you? There's many ways to lose yeah. a piece of your livelihood there. Yeah, but but not just money, you know. It it breaks you down on every level. Um totally. You know, the the thing about the, the sky, the secondhand smoke, everyone's smoking at their table and they and then, you, you know, the coffee shops, you wake up in the morning, you go get a coffee, you go to a coffee shop that's on the casino floor. It's crazy. And so it's open window, it's open air, whatever. And you're drinking your cold brew while people are walking by ripping cigs. It's it's your, crazy. Your clothes stink of cigarette smoke. For days. Yeah. It's like that, what you described is when we talked about the airport, like it, there's this timelessness in a way where it's like people are drinking at 9 a.m. Yeah. People are smoking all the time. Like, yeah, it's but, weird. But, but 50 years ago, you know, that might have been kind of classy and smoky and jazzy. Right. And, and now it's just disgusting. I don't know if it's because I used to smoke, but I like the smell of like the attempt to get the smoke out of the air smell. With like the filters that aren't working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it 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 is interesting because their air filtration systems are so advanced, and they try. They just don't work. So, but your cl- <laughs> yeah, your clothing just reeks. And I did everything I could to fight back. Right. So mm-hmm. I have this. I have this theory that you can. You're not going to beat Vegas. Vegas is gonna is gonna let you go when it decides to let you go. But. You can fight back little victories, right? Mm. For example, I brushed my teeth like four or five times a day. <laughs> I was brushing my my teeth manically because keeping my teeth clean was something that Vegas could not stop me from doing. Right. Right. Another thing, um, I ordered a salad one day. That's good. Right. Instead of having to eat whatever I could find or whatever hot dog they would bring me. Mm-hmm. Um Little victories like that. I, I on Sunday morning, right, the last day, two, I had a at a noon flight. I woke up and I went to the gym in the casino and That's I great. worked out. That's great. It was one of the hardest workouts I've ever done. <laughs> the hardest to do, or the hardest you've worked out. Hardest to do. Right. The right, workout right. itself was pathetic. But listen, man, those are the day. They say that those are the days, dude, that it, make you fit. I fundamentally think that. I mean, I ran one mile on the treadmill. I did three sets of like push-ups 
and then like 10 air squats and that was it Mm. but I fundamentally believe that doing that, first of all, it sets you up to have a better four and a half hour flight. Yes. Right. And then I was able to get to bed at a decent time on Sunday night. And as I was reading these just despondent text messages (laughs) from my friends, I couldn't help but feel better because I had started the recycle recirculation process earlier than they did. Earlier than they did. Dude, this is back to back weekends of you having little w's against the bachelor weekend small w you really small w i'm, I'm really impressed yeah. dude yeah do another good trick now that, since we're listing these little tricks of things you can do when i was in vegas for i think i've talked about this last time where i did like 10 shows or something i was there for way too long mm-hmm. the way that i did that was by hitting the spa mm-hmm. vegas has great spas yeah. and i know you guys were at the win right yes the, the spot encore is one of the best spas in vegas Definitely. And it probably wasn't even open or something. Well, like that that's, I, I think that's where I went because the gym was connected. To oh, right. It, but um, the locker room was closed. Okay. And okay. so I'm assuming like the, the steam and stuff like that yeah. was closed yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. But regardless, dude, how, how, how shitty is this? Have you ever had a room in Vegas that looks out into like the fake daytime? Like... Like the fake town with the blue cloud ceiling and the no. Julius Caesar statue or whatever. <laughs> That's a really sad fucking yeah. thing too. Yeah, you lose all sense of day and night. Yeah. And uh, everything is artificial and your brain just has no idea how to orient itself. It's crazy, bro. So I, I do think that I managed to, to, to really staunch the bleeding that uh, was happening. I lost about... 800 bucks that was what i was gonna ask next that's the question everybody was wondering that's better than you intended it is and you know what's sad dude i i was getting crushed i mean through the first two nights (laughs) i did not have a winning session of blackjack i did not win a march madness bet i every game you know and i'm betting like four a day four Mm. or five a day i'm we're doing two or three i'm doing two or three blackjack sessions a day Every single one, I was down, right? Mm. And then on the last day, I hit that perfect sort of frame of mind of of drunkenness, and I, I might have had some pot. Um, oh, my God. I have to tell you something else, but let me finish this first. <laughs> so I'm sitting down at the blackjack table. Uh, this is the first time that I've sat down at a $100 minimum table. Oh, God. Up to that point, every table I'd sat at was... was they, they wouldn't lower it below $50. Oh, that was the so lowest worst. minimum. And I was just getting crushed. So and I sat down at this $100 table, and I'm like, all right, because what my friends were playing, and I was like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll take out... I, I had borrowed 300 bucks from my friend, and I was like, if I lose this, I'll lose it, whatever. And I ended up winning 900 bucks. That's great. That's, I was going to say, that's also how you win. Like if you play those high stakes tables, like yeah. you can actually win. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I had a couple hands where I doubled down and, and next thing you know, you've won like a $300 hand right, and right. splitting, splitting cards, stuff like it's that. Great. It's great. So the problem was I was in back in really good shape after mm-hmm. winning that $900. I mean, not, not flat, but, but not too far. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I stood up and I couldn't find any of my friends. I think I was with one friend and all the rest of our friends had gone. So we went looking for them around the casino and we couldn't find them. What time is it at this point? It was probably like five in the afternoon. Okay. okay. But we couldn't find any of our friends. We'd been drinking at the pool all day mm-hmm. in a cabana. Awesome. And they also have outdoor blackjack tables at the pool. Awesome. So we've been doing that. 
Awesome. Yeah. Except it was cold. Yeah, Vegas is like weird. It's like really that. windy. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, were in there. Now I'm, I'm holding on to this $900 of chips in my pocket. And I'm just like, God help me. Let me just go straight to a cash window. Yeah. Put this into cash. Put it in my wallet and be done. Let me leave Vegas with something. Mm-hmm. With something to show for it. And we couldn't find our friends. And we didn't know what else to do. So we sat back down at a blackjack table. Uh... And I'm, and, and it took, I don't know, eight minutes for me to lose all of it. Oh, God. So it's flat on the day. It's flat. Right, right. I, I, I came out flat. And, and even that felt fine. It felt like a victory because up to that point, every session I'd had, I'd lost. It's, just, it's fun to not lose. Like, as long as you don't lose, if you spend five hours and end even, like, it's fine. Yeah. I'm sure it was much less. But if I had but. just walked to, and I was thinking I about it, I was like, go to a cash cashier cash out cash out cash out you will have such a good feeling if you can feel the paper money in your pocket on the plane ride home and they do it they go and then they go yep it's a great that's a great crisp hundreds those hundreds have not been touched you know it's a fun thing to do betting wise before you continue the story um i did this last weekend and i ended up losing like 100 bucks whatever but it was fun as fuck you show your girlfriend the games for the day and you just let her pick. Yeah. And you don't tell her the seats. And she doesn't know, my girlfriend doesn't know shit about, she doesn't know absolutely nothing, but she hasn't been following college basketball. No. So I was like, pick. And she started picking all these things. She picked Rutgers over uh, Houston, which was like the, like a crazy bet. And, and he, Rutgers almost won. Yeah. It was so much fun. I don't know. That's, that's a fun thing. That's to cool. Do. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that strategy. Any, any nobody knows anyway. Worse you know? in terms of that versus me using whatever knowledge I might have. To it, try totally. to, to handicap it. Exactly. Um, okay. But last thing I want to say, right? Mm-hmm. So here's here's the first night of Vegas, right? Um, the plane ride out was very long. To when you came back? It's you know, going to Vegas. Oh, okay. It's five hours. Coming back is like four hours and 15 minutes because of the wind. Right, You've right, got right. the wind coming with you. And so going out was, was a long plane ride. Uncomfortable. I had a shitty, shitty coach seat, you know, mm-hmm. limited recline, no extra mm-hmm. legroom, nothing good about it. United, who basically... It's just not a good airline. No. And I fly them more than anyone it's, else, yeah. and I fucking hate it's them. It's not good, man. So uh, I, I'm in my seat. Everybody is so excited. This plane to Vegas. to Vegas is a collection of the world's most delusional people. <laughs> you can't find a group of people that are have more hope and more <laughs> lack of grounding in reality. Shackled by their vices. They are so unaware of what's about to happen to them, right? And there was a guy, I swear to God, and I tweeted this, there was a guy sitting across the aisle from me who did not bring any luggage. I saw that. He didn't bring any luggage, <laughs> nothing. And at the end of the plane, we're all getting off, right? And uh, these days, they 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 have really kind of slowed down the disembarking process because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And they basically say, stay in your seats until we call your collection of rows, at which point you can get up, get your things from the overhead, et cetera. So this guy's getting angry because he's so excited. He's never been to Vegas before. It's his birthday. He's super excited. He's got purple hair with like leopard spots that he does himself. That's tight. I'm having a nice conversation with him. He told me he loved my hat that I was wearing. 
The hat. The hat. We have to talk about the hat. The hat. Yeah, hand, hand it over. Hand I'll let the, the, hand the, hat. the people at home check this out. Courtesy of Ryan Romolo. Ryan Romolo hats. <laughs> this hat. Oh, come to Papa. <laughs> I mean, people liked this hat. And by the way, this is not an ad. Francis paid. Paid a hat. lot for it. This is not. This the man is a. The man is one an of art, artiste. And uh, if you're lucky, he may might have room for to make one for you. Check him out, <laughs> Ryan Romolo. We love him. Um, all of that is to say, I'm having this conversation with this guy. The, the flight we we land, people are taking a long time to get off the plane, and he's so excited to go gamble that he's getting angry, and <laughs> he goes. Man, why aren't they letting me off first? I don't have any luggage. <laughs> and I was like, you don't have any luggage. Why not? And he goes, Lug- luggage? Man, I want to make enough money that I can just buy everything I need. Like he wanted to force himself by bringing nothing to Vegas to win money as though that sense of urgency would impel him or compel him to, to make money. Dude, there's like a, a 10% chance that that guy just lives in the street now. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly what I thought. Have you ever looked at homeless people and thought, how did you get here? Yeah. It's, they started this as guy's, that guy. This guy's high risk. They started as him. <laughs> that is a, 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 I don't want to call it rags to uh, riches or riches to rags. I would say it's just idiocy to rags. <laughs> Tail as old as time, you know? That's that guy's going to end up broken by Vegas, yes. right? And then hitchhiking to somewhere like Denver or right. San Francisco and then sleeping in ATM vestibules and 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 wondering what happened to yeah, his life. I just picture a video of him like hitchhiking where, where it's so hot you can see the heat waves in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just walking down the side of Route 66. Fucking damn, yeah. dude. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was my Vegas time and... Um, I, overall, I would say I really minimized the damage. Good. Um, which is a, I mean, I it's kept. It's a fun challenge, right? It's almost like a fun activity, like a subplot to the weekend. Yeah. How not fucked up can I get yeah. while still having fun? Yeah. I did have a lot of fun. Yeah, I did have great. a lot of fun. Dinner at Catch one night. Great. We had a private room in the back. Love it. Oh my God. What Love fun. It. Dude, we went in there. I mean, it was ba- almost basically a food fight the entire time. That's how <laughs> fucked up everyone was. Nobody knew what was going on. Friend of mine, we all ordered lychee martinis. Oh, and then that became great. the drink. So everyone was just ordering round after round of <laughs> lychee martinis. One of my friends was like, I'll have mine with blue cheese stuffed olives. And I was like, listen, it's fruity. You don't want that yeah, in there. You don't want That's that. not the right garnish for this no, cocktail. He not. goes, fuck you. You don't tell me what to do. And then had his blue cheese stuffed olives, and and then continued to order every round with his with blue cheese stuffed. That's olives. just like like a twelve like your twelve year old son who thinks it's cool to get all the sodas in one soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Dad! I'll do what I want. It's like, all right, man, keep drinking that shit. Joy, you know we're having a better time than you, objectively, without our salty, murky olives and our sweet martinis. Oh. Dude, I so you you just said about the leopard guy on the plane reminded me of something that was incredible. One time we were on a flight during the COVID, you know, deboarding protocol situation. And this family just starts ripping down the aisle from the back of the plane while everybody like, excuse me, excuse me, just ripping through everybody to get off the plane first, Mm -hmm. like shamelessly. And they do it successfully. They get off the plane before everybody, but they realize they left one of their bags on board. Yeah. So then they had to just sit there Right at the exit of the plane as every single person walked by them. Mm-hmm. 
being mm-hmm. like, fuck you, fuck you, yeah. fuck you. And it was such a great moment. Let me ask you a protocol question, <laughs> right? A lot of the time, you'll see people get on the plane. The, most of the overheads are full. Certainly the overhead space around them is full. So they will either, they will go farther back into mm. the plane to put their bag and then they'll walk back up front to get their seats. If that person, when the plane lands, has to, if they, we, you know, we let them back to get their bag, obviously. But do then do they then get to just go cut right back up to where they were sitting? Absolutely not. No, their bag is the placeholder, you right? Now, you now wait with your bag. Ab- you don't absolutely. get to go back up. Absolutely. You muddy. You took our overhead space, yes. so you now live with us. Correct. Correct. Do I have a hack for this actually? And now it's different because uh, it's COVID, so you board from the back. So the people in the last row go on the plane first. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, and I'm sure it'll could get back to this someday, um, where you kind of like like first class, whatever, military people, zone one, right? The move is to get an airline credit card because then if you have even if you have yeah. a shitty flight or sh- shitty seat, you get to board with zone one, right? And all the overhead space is open to you. Yeah, just saying. I've heard this before. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good little trick. Um, yeah. Julio, are you a big sunglasses guy? Absolutely. You got some cool pairs? You like these pit vipers? Sure fucking do, man. I like yours too, man. They are full turbo. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. They are the equivalent of an erection on your eyes. <laughs> full blown, too. Really like Not Robo-pop. going away. Somebody come do something about it. <laughs> um, they are they are awesome sunglasses. They really are. Uh, they're durable, polarized. They have full UV protection. And we look like the raddest guys on the beach with these things. Dude, on. totally. And like the UV protection thing, like these literally look like sunglasses that were designed so that you can look directly into the sun. That's exactly <laughs> it. You could visit the sun with these on. <laughs> Absolutely. <dude. laughs> They're sick. You're the guy who can watch the, the solar eclipse without that special glass <laughs> yeah, to look through. Exactly. As long as you got a pair of these on. As the world burns, you're yeah, Some photographers out. can be like, don't look directly at it. And you'll be like, what do you know? You don't have your pit vipers on. <laughs> <laughs> optimal blend of style and performance they're full turbo they're awesome they're they sick. really are fun uh get yourself a pair of pit viper sunglasses today get your pit vipers for this summer as the summer and the spring heat up and the sun becomes more something that you want to look at <laughs> <laughs> by going to pitviper.biz forward slash oops a discount will be applied at checkout pitviper.biz get them today Okay, go All right, for it. So I was splitting a <laughs> hotel room with my friend. I don't often find myself sleeping in a hotel room with guys anymore. Yeah, I try to avoid it. It hasn't happened, but it used to happen a lot. Yep. And now it doesn't happen as much. Most of the time I'm alone. Here's my question. Do you say goodnight <laughs> when you're <laughs> splitting a hotel room with another guy? So... <laughs> The answer is yes, you do. But there's different ways to do it and that it's funny. Like when I was in Alaska with my friend Andy, before we'd go to bed, we would say goodnight and like laugh because of how insane it is it's to say goodnight. Insane. He'd be it's like, insane. He'd be like, night. And then we just start fucking laughing that's, our ass That's off. the only way. Yeah, to <laughs> make a what joke. You guys did? Well, no, we just we just all of a sudden the conversation ended and then we, we fell asleep. <laughs> But but it, there's there's a lot of time you know yes, between yes. that like I, I don't know how we luckily chanced upon mutually silently agreeing that we would not speak anymore but Dude. fortunately we both felt it and that was the end of it. That's let, let me just say 
that this is why Oops the Podcast is a great podcast. <laughs> this is exclusively a topic we would discuss on this podcast. It really is. It's, if you enjoyed this topic, there's many more. It's in, so in our nuanced. 180 episodes. Because women, <laughs> I'm sure, have no problem saying goodnight to each other. <laughs> That's such a sweet, normal thing, right? Like, all right, good night. See you tomorrow. Like, sleep well. None of that's weird. For a guy to say that to another guy, even though they're not sleeping <laughs> in the same bed, is way too intimate. We can't handle it. Dude, totally. And I will, I'll say this. Anytime I've been in that situation where the conversation just stops, I always really appreciate it when the the other guy says goodnight. If I was like too weird to say it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, yes, goodnight. Yeah. Dude, it reminds me of like being at a party and when you're talking to somebody and then you have nowhere to go when the conversation stops and you just like awkwardly shift yeah. 25 degrees. Yeah. You're like, yeah, man. I so said, I guess I'm going to make something up to do now so yeah. that we don't have to stand here. You know how many times I'm going to get another drink. I'm going to pee. It's I'm gonna, the bathroom. It's yeah. the bathroom is always just my go to the bathroom back. 80 times for yeah. no reason. Or and then not. you like, you go even though you don't have to, because you don't want them to see you not going to the bathroom. <laughs> Just go stand in front of the urinal for a few seconds and then wash your hands to go the whole nine yards carrying out the fabrication. Sucks, man. Sucks. That's rough, Such bullshit. Man. That's why going to a party alone sucks. You need to have the person that you came with who you're comfortable standing in silence with. Mm -hmm. If you're just by yourself trying to spark up convo and you're constantly getting in and out of awkward convos, yeah. it's just not worth it. Boy. So you you make a joke out of it. You say like good night, and then you guys laugh. I don't necessarily, but when that is the dynamic, I think it's hilarious and funny and good yeah. and good. Yeah. To be like, all right, dude, night, because like some people might not get that joke, and then that's weird. Yeah. To be like, yeah. dude, it's just funny. We say good night to each other. Whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's night. weird, isn't it? Weird. It isn't is that weird. an amazingly weird thing? Do you? Do either of you snore? I don't. Uh, he did, but gently. It wasn't. It wasn't too much. Yeah. Did you bring the white noise thing? I didn't. I should have. Yeah. I usually travel with that everywhere. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast," I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, "Anchor, anchor!" And then you'd say, "Go to Anchor.fm to download the software." where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Okay, cool. So dude, I, had an, I went to an engagement party this weekend. And uh, it was really fun. I had a great time. It was a uh, girlfriend's childhood friend, whatever. I know a bunch of her extended friend group was, a, was a, had a good time. But dude, something really memorable happened that I will never forget that was hilarious. So at one point in the party, so I, I didn't actually go to the main party. I went to the after party because there was kind of, there was a cap on how many people could be in this space. I see. It was in a public thing, COVID, whatever. Also, I don't give a fuck, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I, we go to the after party and at one point we're in this bar and it was like pretty crowded which was so surreal. Yeah. Um, and the bride-to-be turns to her dad. There's probably like 100 people in this room and probably 150 people in the bar total. So we're in the back room, then there's like a front room, right? Everybody at tables. She goes, dad! And she goes, ah! She like screams. 
And then her dad puts this, her dad's huge. He must be like six, eight, three fifty, like a big boy. He just takes a deep breath, sticks both of his arms in the air and starts going. Ah! And the entire bar starts going. Ah! It was like Braveheart, bro. I was like, I will never forget this for the rest of my entire life. And dude, he kept doing it for like, I want to say 20 seconds. Ah! What? Was that a thing that they did? Dude, I don't know. I was like, how did she know that that would happen? I asked her, I was like, how did you know that your dad was going to do that? And she like didn't really answer the question. She was kind of like, oh, he's my dad. I was like, okay. But dude, it was so crazy. I don't understand. Is that just a cute war cry, father-daughter thing? Dude, it was fucking bonkers. I was like, this feels so surreal in so many ways. Being at a gathering like this feels surreal. Being the, the yeah. whole war cry, like the 50 people who were not with the party in the front of the bar also doing that. Mm -hmm. This guy was like the alpha male general leader, and it was awesome. Wow, that is kind of cool. Did everyone at the bar join in because they'd seen them do this before or were they just going along with it? They were just going along with it. Him just starting to go, ah, and dude, it was so funny. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. Unreal. Ah. Cool. It almost sounds like their own <laughs> funky haka or dude, something. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. And it's funny. So I had the opposite experience this weekend than you did where you kind of paced yourself. And this one night, dude, fucking TKO'd me <laughs> so hard. We're recording this on a Wednesday. I'm like almost recovered. That's what, that's what Saturday. everyone's been saying in my group chat. And I think it's, there's a few things at play. I'm getting older. I'm not used to partying anymore. You're not in party shit. And I'm drinking again, you know? Like this is the first night I have quote unquote binge drank. Probably had six, seven, eight drinks over the span of Whatever, six, seven hours. That's not as many as I would have thought. It's not that crazy. I mean, six, seven, eight. Come on, that's not that bad. I know, I know. And dude, just completely fucking bombed. We had so much fun. There was another after party after the thing. It was, it was crazy. That's awesome. Um, and it felt really nice to be back in the mix and yeah. doing stuff again. I, I think this is what we're about to see, man. I think people are gonna establish a new baseline for what is a casual night and what is a big night. Right, a big night right. out. A totally. big night out now is like uh, is is different, dude. It it, it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, that's cool, man. But dude, so we have been you know moving in slowly. Yeah, which has been nice. It's been nice that they are allowing us to kind of ship our stuff in. Chris and I actually shot a video in the in the place. Oh wow. Um yeah. Um which was cool. Nice. Um but dude, so I want to talk about task rabbits. Have you ever hired a task rabbit? It's funny you ask that. I have, right? Mm -hmm. And we loved him so much <laughs> that we took him offline. Dude, they, it's the greatest thing of all time. But we, tell we, me more about we, this. We took the rabbit and said, <laughs> fuck the task. We uncaged the rabbit. Um, his name is Evan. He's a handyman. And he's one of my favorite people in the world. And... That's what a task rabbit is, by the way, for anybody who's in a market that doesn't have that. Yeah. It's a service where you can hire people who are handy. Yeah. And if you're looking for a specific thing, it'll kind of say what they can and can't do, et cetera. Yeah. I think the app also has people who do cleaning for you yes. or electricians, all kinds of different things that you, whatever you can't do yourself. The point is in, in New York City and I'm sure many other cities, 
There's basically you you can pay to have anything done <laughs> yeah. that you don't want to do yourself. I was a task rabbit before task rabbit was the thing. Are you handy? No. At my college, there's this thing called the Quickie Job Service, which is how I found the blood gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But dude, since I don't have, I wasn't that skilled. Like I just would end up doing shit. Like some guy was putting flyers on telephone poles and like mm -hmm. I would hop out of the car and staple it or I'd rearrange ladies basements or set up their TV or something. Yeah. And dude, a lot of the time, like I would just go down in their basement and just sit there and they come downstairs and they'd be like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You haven't done anything. Like I was last time I came down here, they're like, I'm paying you. Fuck it. I was like, okay, sorry. Like I was the world's <laughs> worst task rabbit essentially. But the, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> So you, you task rabbit is awesome. And when I say that I untethered our task yeah, rabbit, you just hired him full time. Well, after the first time we paid through the app and then I was like, dude, if we ever need to use you again, can I just get your number and we'll figure out a price? <laughs> you know, it's like when you tell an Uber driver, can we just say fuck the app and yes. drive me and I'll give you cash. And totally. sometimes they're like, okay. Um, and now I would say that I'm friends with this guy because we've had, he came and you know, reinstalled the bookshelves in, in this place. He's so precise. It's amazing. You know, and it, and we we love him. So totally. um, anyway, tell me what you got. Okay. So anyway, so we found this guy, Vazel. Vazel. Uh, I believe that's his name. Mm -hmm. um, highly recommend him. If anybody needs a recommendation from either of our guys, hit us yeah, up. I'm sure yeah. we'd be happy to give them business. Um, But in two hours, he mounted a gigantic TV. He built a bed and he built this like complex coffee table in like 90 minutes, precisely, perfectly. And I was like helping him out a little. I wasn't really doing much. I was kind of mm -hmm. just like holding things up while he did everything. Um, and at one point he's like, he's like making small talk with me. Dude. He goes, so you have any children? And I was like, no. And then he like throws a little joke and he goes, well, now you have a big bed. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Basel, very good. Yeah. It's very good, pal. Basel. I now like you Basel. have a big bed. You know, yeah. man, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty cool. But dude, it's just, I was mind blown at the fact that that's just a thing that exists. What yeah. a great use of money. It is. It, it, it really is. I, you know, it's one of those things where, the the days of of men needing to know basic life skills like how to change a tire and how to sand a piece of wood <laughs> or or you know whatever it may be i mean they're gone right you know what i mean there is somebody you can hire to do anything and when you it as we nice. always talk about time value yeah right and it makes me wonder, man, my fam I have members of my family who are very, very handy, who can literally build anything, right? My uncle, Zio Butch, we've talked about before, he can put in a floor, he can fucking build a shit. Like, wow. it's, it's incredible. But like you said, like when he takes on these little projects, it takes him like weeks. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, do you want to be doing this or not? Right. Sure, you can save some money, but I don't know. I set up our bed and it must have been 4,000 different pieces. Was it hard? Yeah. And the directions, it, it, it was as if whoever drew them was just having a bad day. <laughs> it was so primitive, the instructions. And it's the world's least informative Lego assembly kit. That's what it is. It's like, good luck. You're going to have to do a lot of guessing. And not only that, you know, you're on the floor and you're bending over and you're you know, win winching things in and you're tightening 
and your back hurts yeah so much from from just bending like that and i cut my hands so badly because mm. you keep slipping the wrench and then you cut your finger and you just got slices all over your fingers and it's like why didn't I? This is worth fifty dollars to yeah. excuse myself from, dude. Totally, and it's you'll get it done. But there's just so much trial and error. You use the wrong screws. You forget to use washers. You fucking like you said, you cut yourself. Yeah. You're using the Allen wrench that comes with it instead of instead of having a drill. Yeah, like watching this guy do it, he wasn't even reading the directions. He would like look at it for half a second yeah. and then like be like, "These goes here. These goes here. Okay." He has a drill. He brought an extra battery. I mean. He's ready to go. And yeah. it just a man is only as good as his tools, dude. That's right. If you know how to wield those fucking tools, you're good. But mm -hmm. if you don't, prepare to be very fucking frustrated. Yeah. Having said all of that, there is a lot of satisfaction that follows a job, a handy right. job. Assembly. Finished. Dude, absolutely. In fact, I would say that the only thing that I find more satisfactory than assembling a bed or something like that is sitting on my couch while I pay somebody else to do it for me. <laughs> not doing the job is the only thing better that's the trade-off that's what i Dude, would say i would say. agree though like i put together some chairs the other day which i proudly displayed on my instagram story wasn't that hard no but it felt great hey everybody look at these chairs look at these fucking chairs these chairs I mean, dude, there was like four pieces you know what i mean it was like <laughs> not that hard but it felt pretty good gee are you excited to get back to hiking Dude, I can't wait. I now that really this, can't the wait. weather's improving, I know you're a big hiker. I really enjoy hiking. I, you know, I can't wait to get out there, man. You're the king of national parks. In fact, you were at my apartment a couple weeks ago, and you told these two guys who were here who grew up in West Virginia yeah. that they're new. They have a new national park yes, that was just added. The 63rd National Park is in West Virginia. The name's escaping me. It's something gorge. Yeah. God but, forbid uh, Julio ever ends up on Jeopardy, and there's a category of national parks. Dude, world capitals and national parks, I will do very well. Yeah. Well, sp <laughs> speaking of hiking, uh, our, our two buddies over at Don't Half Ass Anything are. Gearing up to climb Half Dome in Yosemite. It's going to be sick. In the mountaineering and rock climbing world, apparently this is a huge deal. This is a big one. Yeah. yeah. And they, they cool. are so cool. They're inspiring. They're kind of documenting their process, their journey, as they learn how to, 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 to climb uh, Half Dome. And you should follow along over at Don't Half Ass Anything on Instagram. Also, don'thalfassanything.com. In addition to being inspiring, adventurous, outdoors kinds of guys, like our guys we would be friends with. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, yeah, Julio. for sure. In fact, let's call them. Yeah, friends. Okay, let's get them over. Yeah, we okay. need to. Um, in addition to all of that, the fact that we've just added two very close friends to our lives, uh, <laughs> they, are, they have amazing merch, which we're wearing. I'm wearing. Francis is wearing the team. They made really good like outdoor mountaineering gear with their own stuff on it. Yeah, uh, I gotta say it's cool. Like it's it cool. has a cool angle to it. Yeah. Don't yeah. half ass anything. The back, there's an even cooler logo. Cool shirts, with the cool mountaining hats. stuff. Um, you can go get merch from them at don'thalfassanything.com. Use promo code oops15 for 15% off right now. And just check out what they're all about because I promise you it will take you away from your dumb desk job and transport you into the wilds and the mountains and the fresh air you'll feel like you can hear eagles screeching can you do an eagle <laughs> sound off the rocks ah! yeah pretty good that's more of a I, I'm, I'm hearing ah! i'm hearing dove <laughs> doves that's doves don't sound like that no do they, they don't i don't know what it, i don't know what that was but it probably wasn't that's dove oh. that's dove yeah that's pretty good we both got the dove down 
I don't think your call though. It wasn't the screech that you hear from Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. ah! No, it's similar. It. I know. Similar I know what you're talking your about. Though. I yeah. can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don'tHaveAskedAnything.com promo code Oops15. You get 15% off your merch. Check out their Instagram too. These guys are awesome. Okay, I got a question for you. Sure. Total, total uh, change of pace here. Um, here's here's what happened. Uh, we were out. It was early evening. We were walking along the the river, walking the dog, and we decided to sit down on a grassy little park area. It's a lovely little walk. Brooklyn Bridge yeah. Waterfront Park. It's right down the street. It's right? amazing. Gorgeous. And we're sitting there, and we had a, a couple cans of beer. We're drinking. It's very peaceful. They had this art installation right on the water there that is like this really funky kind of modern bell. It's a big orange bell. It kind of looks like a lobster buoy. Um, and it's in a cradle and this little kid, probably five or six, came up and started ringing it and it was loud and it was disturbing the peace of this wonderful evening as the sun was setting over the New York City skyline, uh, Statue of Liberty on your left, Brooklyn Bridge on your right, peaceful ferries, you know, passing to and fro up and down the East River. <laughs> Am I allowed? To yell at someone else's child. What are you going to yell? Stop ringing Stop the bell. Stop ringing the fucking bell. What if he goes, well, it's, it's, it's not your bell. We'll cross that bridge <laughs> if we come upon a saucy immigrant child. Because he'd, be, he'd be correct. You're not allowed to say, stop ringing the bell to some kid. No, but he you get one ring if you're a kid. It's certainly annoying. You get a ring and then you, you got to chill. You don't get to play the bell as though it's a a toy. And 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 my, you know, it's as like, a as a kid, did you ever get yelled at by some other adults that you didn't know? I remember there was times where like I was selling wrapping paper as part of like the school fundraiser, knocking on people's doors in the neighborhood, and some people just being like get the fuck out of here type essentially, mm-hmm. like shook me to my core. Yeah. Yeah, it fucked me up. When I was, I don't know, probably seven or eight, we were at a gardening store. You never forget this stuff, right? Never forget it. Yeah. It seared me. I was at, a, we were at this gardening store, and my, my mom was checking out, and I walked out through the sliding doors, and they had these huge stacked piles of of composting soil, and I climbed up all the way to the top, and it was, I don't know, it was like eight or nine feet, pretty high up. And I'm sitting up there with my feet dangling off, really happy. And some guy comes out and he goes, what are you doing? Get down from there. Oh, God. He didn't work there either. That's Just got so in his car annoying. with things that he'd bought. That's and then so like annoying. left. That's so annoying. And it, I was traumatized. I thought I was so in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I felt, I felt hot. I felt it, It's a terrible ashamed. feeling. Dude, same thing happened to me at, the, at a fair. I'll never forget this. And I would see this guy around for years afterward and be like, traumatized by it i apparently cut the line at this fucking fair ride at this shitty fair and the guy running the ride was like what are you doing why'd you cut get out of here and i like started crying and like ran to my it's a nightmare i got another one for you we were going apple picking as a family (laughs) i was maybe nine years old right now there are tons of apples on the ground rotting whatever uh i'm a kid i like throwing things I pick an apple up, I toss it into the woods. The orchard was right on the edge of, of the woods. So I picked this apple up. It was totally dead. It was on the ground. And I throw it into the woods. And uh, one of the guys who manages the place, keep in mind, I'm with my family, dad, mom, sister. 
uh, one of the guys who manages the place goes comes over and he goes, don't throw any of the apples. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. And uh, I a couple minutes pass. I forget the lesson. I pick up another apple. I throw it again into the woods. And he comes up and he goes, what did I just tell you? Oh, my God. Dude, my dad got mad at the oh, guy. Oh, wow. And he goes, he goes, you can't tell my son like you don't speak to him that way and he goes he goes he's he's friggin 7 years old and he goes we're leaving my dad did and we all left and in the car i'm sitting in the way back seat of our fucking minivan sobbing just not sobbing but just like ashamed and i've my head is is yeah. is hanging and my dad is like you know now my parents are like you know they're pissed but they're also telling me you shouldn't have thrown it he tells you not to do that come on and the the thing that stuck with me the most was that my dad had said that I was seven years old and I was eight. <laughs> and I was like, my dad doesn't dad, how know how do old that? I am. <laughs> He's like, I mean, you're roughly seven. You just- yeah, my dad doesn't know my age. <laughs> and I think he probably rounded down for emphasis <laughs> to make the guy feel like shittier for yelling at a child. But... Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that, that's what that's I think he was doing. But at the time, I didn't know Every those kinds of Every year subtracted tricks. makes it a worse infraction. It does. It does. That's funny. Uh, and and it was that's one that always stuck with me too. Dude, I got one more. Please. So I'm in the movie theater, <laughs> and I had smuggled in. I had smuggled in candy, right? Yeah, yeah. And the guy who worked there, he came by and he saw, it and he goes, "We don't have that candy here." Wow. He's like, "Stay till the end, and we'll talk." And I was like, "Oh my god!" So we. He everybody clears out the theater and I wait in there for him. And he comes in, he goes, Now close your eyes and open your mouth. And I hear his zipper. I'm joking. I just made that up. <laughs> Great joke. Good one. I had no there I had no more. Thought he was gonna force feed you the candy with your eyes closed. Like, this is weird. And then uh, fortunately it was just a pedophile joke. Dude, uh, I, have you <laughs> Have you ever told a pedophile joke to non-comedians and had them not like it? Yeah. It's yeah. really bad. Uh-huh. It's a bad moment. Oh, yeah, for sure. I told one to, uh, I, I worked on the Sony commercial and I told one to the people, to like the creative team. For, by the way, these quote unquote creative teams are a bunch of fucking dorks, dude. Yeah. And they're all like serious and shit. So I tell this joke and no one laughs. Oh. And then I was like, oh, I, I like backtracked. I was like 23. I'm like, oh, I was just. I was just kidding. I don't. And the guy's like, "Hey, man, you made your bed. Sleep in it." What the fuck? I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought we had a cool day, dude, but I guess relax, not. Relax, guy. I know. Dude. Relax. You know one thing I do love. I love it when I'm hanging out with people who don't know that I'm a comedian, and because I, you know, most people don't make comedian. They're not willing to go where com- comedians right. would go. Totally. In in just being trying to be funny in normal conversation. For example, I was with a group of people, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I think it was when we were out skiing in Jackson Hole. And uh and we were talking about getting the vaccine. And I and and there were a couple people there that didn't know I was a comedian. And, you know, we were like five minutes into this conversation. And I said something like, I can't wait to get the vaccine. As soon as I get that shot, I'm gonna be like, bring it on, everybody, come come in my mouth. <laughs> And and these people were like, oh my god, what? 
<laughs> you know, you gotta just swing where the fences, dude. Oh, that's great! Like, come on, bring it on, come, come in my mouth. And uh, that's like, that's always, I'm always an inch away from saying something like that. You oh, know, that's great. And people who know me expect it, but people who don't know that I'm a comedian are like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Dude, Max Alexander, do you ever know Max? No. Rest his fucking soul. He passed away a few years ago. Very funny comic. Um, he always would say, he's like, dude. There's some jokes you tell to your friends and there's some jokes you tell to your comedian friends and like they typically don't work both ways. No, no. And I'm like, that's interesting. For point. sure. And for sure. And definitely true. Yeah. Crazy Very bad. good. All right. Dude, so real quick, real quick. Yeah. Sorry, did you have something else No, that was say? it on that. Um, so since you just brought up Jackson Hole, it reminded mm -hmm. me of this email that we got that's pretty funny. I want to read it real quick. Nice. Yes. Um, if you guys don't mind. Um, um, well, first off, huge fan of the show. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, anyway, the first Oops show I listened to, or he's, he, this person's a new listener. Okay. First Oops show that I listened to was right before your trip to Jackson Hole, which you talked about extensively. Cool. No problems there because fortunately for me, I've been there to shred, can totally relate. It was no surprise to me either that when you got back from your Jackson Hole trip, you naturally discussed Jackson Hole on your next Oops episode. Here's where things got weird for me. Uh-oh. <laughs> As a fan of the show, I caught up uh, to your latest episodes and decided it was time to watch, I usually watch on YouTube, watch it on YouTube, everybody, um, your older shows from the months back. Just complete, totally random episodes. That's where I started to notice. You're always talking about Jackson Hole. At first it made really? sense because you were traveling there when I started listening. I think I've talked about it a bunch too, actually, which is funny. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I realized, but I realized that no matter what episode I watched from months ago, Jackson Hole, it's always brought up at some point or another. Wow. I tell myself just to watch another random episode that dates back even longer because there's no shot in hell Francis could just possibly still be mentioning Jackson Hole as Julio sits in silence. <laughs> that's, a ran that's random. So I dig into the mid-2020 pandemic archives, and sure enough, Jackson Hole always gets brought up at the 11th hour. That's when I began to wonder. Are Francis and Julio secretly pushing Jackson Hole for the Wyoming <laughs> Tourism Board? <laughs> are you Are you getting Are you getting free icon passes every time Jackson Hole is mentioned? Do you Jackson actually Hole. live in Jackson Hole and fly to NYC just to park your car on Thursdays? <laughs> are your Instagram ads all advertisements for Jackson Hole because you talk about it so much? Are there any episodes you aren't talking about Jackson Hole? If so, which ones? Because I'd like to hear those too. Man. The amount of questions I have truly are endless, but there are no words, blah, blah, blah. Nevertheless, I love the show. We, Tell the people with the sweep said what up. We got we to gotta put out a poll <laughs> on our Instagram asking if people think we talk about Jackson a whole lot because I don't think that we do. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is the thing. I talked about it on my road trip. You went there. Plover, Plover robes. robes. We at, definitely talked about it yeah. every once in a while, but it's funny to hear what you guys think. We talk about it a lot. Yeah. People say we talk about animals a lot, yeah. which I find delightful. Yeah, we're just too. always talking about animals. Me too. Like, Speaking of animals, <laughs> that's such a funny email. So good. I, I would never have thought that we talk about Jackson <laughs> Hole a lot. I would never have thought that. That made me laugh. Um, Yesterday was Kojai's birthday. Happy fucking birthday. Happy Kojai. birthday. Eight years old. Uh, young man that he is. Adorable dog. We love him. Um, and here's something interesting. Uh, first of all, his birthday is three days before mine, which I don't love. 
you know, you feel like it's like, okay, he's a dog. Couldn't we just invent that his birthday was a week earlier? You know, he's not going to know. Um, I don't want. You also may not even know. Are you sure that's when his birthday is? Well, we've been told, you know, I don't, I, you're right. I, I, well, I haven't checked his pet records, but, uh, <laughs> we took him to a pet store, by the way. And I picked him up in my arms as we walked slowly along the wall of toys. And I let him choose his own birthday present. Did it work? Yeah. He picked a, he picked a goldfish. Does he still play with it? Yeah. And then he also picked out a green bone. Dude, isn't that so funny and fun? Yeah, How yeah. fun is that? Dude? It's really fun. It's really fun. And he really enjoys them. And we pretend as though uh, he really enjoys them because we let him choose. <laughs> um, but all of that is to say, um, my girlfriend made a very funny comment to me the other day, which was that, you know, it's his birthday. He's eight. Um, and she has this idea that maybe he, she wants him to be at our wedding. Right. Mm. And uh, so given his age, um, we kind of need to hurry up because he might not be around all that much longer. And since she said that, I have started taking much better care of him. (laughs) I am taking him for walks. I am grooming him. I am brushing his teeth. I am doing everything I can to to let him hold on, Kojai. Live long, my friend. Dude, that's really funny. And I can't help but wonder if my girlfriend is this evil mastermind who simply wanted me to take over a little bit more of the maintenance of the dog and use this as this very kind of uh puppet master long game con to get me to take over some of the duties you know in which case hey it worked so good for her um well dude the the elephant in the room here is that's fucking hilarious by the way um it's your fucking birthday i when when this episode comes out it will france's birthday will have just passed mm. um what oh fine a few days a few days after like my birthday's in two less days less than a week yeah yeah so Happy birthday. Thank you. First of all. Thanks, guys. Mazel tov. Julio brought me a cheesecake. I brought him the cheesecake. The cheesecake. Uh, meaning the cheesecake that my father has been buying in troves. Yeah. To pay um, off elected officials. Yeah. Whatever the fuck he's yeah. doing with those cheesecakes, who knows? To win landscaping contracts or not landscaping, <laughs> construction bids and, you know, gra- but, graft. Is that what they call it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Grifting. Um, but dude, very exciting, man. How do you feel? Um, you excited i feel exactly the same i feel exactly the same uh 32 to me is no different than 31 yeah yeah that sounds about right i'm still young 30s and i'm you know um, i hate to say this birthdays mean nothing to me Mm. nothing absolutely nothing if people didn't wish me happy birthday and my girlfriend didn't buy me presents they would come and go with without any acknowledgement of them. I say that every year too, and then the year where like people don't wish me happy birthday, I feel bad. Okay. Well, maybe we need. <laughs> I'm not as good a man as you are. I no, but maybe you're right. You know, maybe I need a year of that in order to realize that I do like to be wished happy birthday or something. There was one year where I took it off my Facebook, and I think it's still off of my Facebook. Mm. I'm not sure actually. It might be on there. 
And this is before the whole posting your story about, I don't even know if Instagram stories were really a thing yet. Like nobody was like posting happy birthday to this guy posts. Mm -hmm. So like I was away for a weekend with my friends and nobody remembered that it was my birthday. And it got to like halfway through the day and I wanted to go do something and everybody was giving me shit about it. And then I like used the birthday card, wow. which was like really passive aggressive. And I feel embarrassed about it in retrospect. And everybody felt bad. It was, mm -hmm. it was whack of me. But, <laughs> but I did that because I was like, I want to go do this. And then everybody felt bad about it. It was a weird dynamic, but no, I like that. Yeah. Use the birthday. Francis. Use the brain. Thank you. Use the birthday card as a weapon. That's great. Of coercion. You're dude. Yeah. You're a good dude. Happy birthday. You guys this, are the best. This is the bro moment. Yeah. You know, man, uh, yeah, Happy but... Happy uh, birthday. Yeah. I love you, but uh, don't get the wrong idea, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't love you that much. I keep your clothes on, all right? What, what, are you going to say goodnight to me tonight? Yeah. <laughs> You fucking weirdo. <laughs> Men wishing each other happy birthday. I hope you have a great year. I imagine you. you will. Thank yes, you. Yes, buddy. Happy birthday. Thanks, happy Chris. Birthday, man. It's uh that is very sweet of you both. And uh yeah, I'm excited. We're going down to Florida. My mom's seventieth is two days after mine. Once again. Yeah, dude, you're fucked. You're sandwiched. Sandwiched between It's like a Christmas birthday. I'm like some kind of totally forgotten, you know, <laughs> dwarfed by the significance of other right. birthdays. Print so. by Prince Kojai and Queen. That's your right. Mom. My mom, seventy years old. Uh I don't expect this to be a big one. But you know what? You just want to celebrate the big ones. The, the decades are big and uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, I don't think I'm looking forward to 40, but we'll see. But the burning <laughs> question, how was the cheesecake? Cheesecake was spectacular. Dude, I just have to say, I feel bad about this position that I've put you in where you feel like you have, like no, no, no. matter what you have to Dude, say. Dude, wait, slow down. <laughs> it was light, fluffy, fluffy. and lemony. It's lovely. And those are things that you need. I, I hadn't expected <laughs> the lemony touch. Light, fluffy, and lemony, baby. I had not expected the lemony touch, and that was a nice touch. Nice <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Touch. Um, very good. Well, why don't we wrap there, buddy? That it. was a good, fun episode. Oops, the podcast. You know where to find us. Uh, yeah. Follow the YouTube. Um, send us your emails, oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at oopsthepodcast. I am at not Julio. He is at Francis C. C. Ellis. We love you all and talk to you soon.